Our next guest has one of the most impressive and busy resumes that we've seen in a while, Jack. A man who is serving our country but has followed his passion for sports in the play-by-play arena and the podcast arena. It's crazy. Exactly. You think we're busy? <laughs> this guy takes the cake. Coming up, we'll introduce you to another member of the Chattahoochee Valley media scene, and we'll get to know him a little bit better. This is episode 32. Yes, sir. The Orlando Shaquille O'Neal episode of On Your Sidelines. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. Hey, bringing in everybody. I'm sports director Rex Castillo, joined by... Weekend sports anchor Jack Patterson. Thank you for, again for joining us. So, Jack, this is the Orlando Magic Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, not, not the L.A. Lakers version, right. even though there's nothing wrong with the L.A. Lakers <laughs> version, but it's episode 32, not 34, so... Yeah, that makes sense. And let's let's also reflect back. That Orlando Shaq made absolutely no sense. That was an that was an OP character, ninety nine on everything, seven foot one, like three hundred plus pounds, and could run up and down the court like crazy. Exactly. Anyway. Except he just ran into your rockets. You know, yeah, about that. Good times, good times in Clutch City. But before we get to our guest, we're going over, of course, to that T-shirt check. Jack, who are you rocking today? I am rolling with the Auburn High Tigers, a school that is competitive in pretty much every sport they compete in. You're talking about the football team with. Adam Weingarten, the baseball team with Matt Simo, like, you know, the women, the girls basketball team with Coach, uh, uh, crap, I'm forgetting his name. But all we, we go team, through a lot of coaches down here. We really do. Our, our phone books are insane. <laughs> but all the teams over there have just class acts and the people over there are wonderful. So give it a big shout out over on the plains to Auburn High School. Rex, who you rocking today? Going with the Columbus Lions off back-to-back impressive wins over the Carolina Cobras and the Jacksonville Sharks. But kind of apropos, wearing the Columbus Lions. Shout out to Jason Gibson. We're also going to speak to one of the voices of the Columbus Lions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in Richard Holdridge. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you to be on the show, guys. See, okay, we already have a guy who has a better voice than both of us. At this I'm going to say he knocked it out of the ballpark. <laughs> We're in for a long day, Rex. Richard, thanks again for joining us. So before we get into the incredibly busy schedule that you have right now, where did you get your love for sports? And how, where did you at one point want to find out, okay, I want to be a play-by-play guy? It started out when I was a kid. I was in front of the TV watching football, baseball, and just memorizing the jersey numbers and <laughs> just you know, my dad he took me to a baseball game when I was 10. I forever became a San Francisco Giants fan. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. Got you. Uh, pretty big market. Uh, I did not go to college in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew from a very early age I wanted to do something related to sports, sports broadcasting, and sports journalism. I wrote for my high school newspaper. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of sports articles for them. Uh, in college, I wrote for the college newspaper. I wrote for a local newspaper in town and I was the main sports guy uh, covering everything in the college I went to. I went to a small NAIA school called Freed Harmon University in Mm -hmm. Henderson, Tennessee. So you're probably wondering how did this guy from the San Francisco Bay Area end up in a rural small college in Henderson, Tennessee? That's a a hell of a right to take. Yeah, (laughs) it's a funny story. I mean, because I, uh, you know, I'm a man of faith. Uh, I was going to a, a Christian college, you know, just to, you know, just to grow spiritually and just to be around, you know, uh, people of the same faith. And I actually fell in love with it because it was a small enough school where I was able to get on to the radio station and the TV station there as well. And my first year there, uh, the sports director was in class with me and she said, hey, do you like sports? And I'm like, yeah, I like sports. 
And she said, would you like to be on the broadcast team? So we had our first meeting. The sports director brought us in, and I'm counting all the, you know, the bodies in the room. I'm like, ah, there's no way I'm going to get on the air. There's like eight people in here. I mean. It's a crowded room, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, to be the best, you have to distinct yourself from your peers, and you've got to have your own style. You have to be just energetic and just got to make sure that you just make sure that you're the best that you could be. And it was a little rough at first. I wasn't the main play-by-play guy, but when I finally got in to do basketball, I just brought the energy and I felt like, you know, there was a game where we upset one of the best teams in the NAIA mm-hmm. and I completely lost my voice. <laughs> I, I was also writing about the, you know, I was doing double duty. I was calling games on the radio and I was also writing about it in the local paper. And so when I was, I usually come in on Mondays and interview the coach and the coach immediately said, before we start this interview, please do not put in the newspaper that Freed Hardman upset Union. Because even though Union was ranked at the time, this is a rivalry game where they're, you know, they, they're supposed to beat them. That's how the yeah. coach thought. And right. so, you know, I took a little bit, a detour, uh, but my main expertise uh, in college was baseball. Okay. I loved doing play-by-play for baseball. I know there's a lot of, like, dead time, but you could fill that dead time with random facts. And that's why I love Bob Costas so much because he's a historian when it comes to baseball. He is always some random fact. He can name, like, all the World Series champions all the way back to 1970. And that's what I was doing when I was younger, too, because I had a lot of uh, sports knowledge, this – you know, sports knowledge that I didn't think I was ever going to use, and it it comes in handy at times. Dude, I, so Richard stays busy, Jack. Exactly. That, that's what I'm learning. Exactly, and he's a lot more like us than we think. That's right? actually very true. So, come, you're at Free Hardman, and you're starting to find your niche. When 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 did the like the light switch just click and be like, man, I'm really feeling this. Like I'm really getting good at this. Well, in my uh, final year over at Freed Harmon, I didn't actually graduate at first because I took a little break, joined the military, and that's a later story. But my final year when I did the three years back in 2002, and yeah, I'm aging myself here. <laughs> I, I actually got on the radio. I was a disc jockey. I had a morning show. I had a sports show. Uh, but I still wasn't the number one guy. I mean, I loved doing it, and they gave me the opportunity to do it. And when I left, I just got burned out. I joined the military, deployed once in 2004, and came back and used the GI Bill to finish school. So I returned to Freed Harbin in 2006. Station manager remembered me. I mean, I know three years passed. He got me on the air once again doing baseball. I did a morning show. I did another sports show. And uh, that led to uh, also calling high school football games because uh, Freed Harbin did not have a football team. Mm-hmm. They were a very small school with no football program, but they were the big radio station in town, and they were the flagship station of the local high school team, Chester County. So I was a color guy. I mean, I obviously want to do play-by-play, but color is the next best thing. I love talking about the game, and I love supporting my play-by-play guy. And so I'd fill in for play-by-play whenever the guy wasn't there. And we – you know, had some pretty good chemistry on the air. And that actually led to my first job out of college uh, being the play-by-play announcer for McNary Central out of WSIB. Now, this is the part of my broadcasting career where it started getting frustrated. Uh, They let me go because they just didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. And it was a wake-up call for me. 
it really started making me think, do I really want to do this full time as a career? Well, I joined the military, had something to fall back on. Of course, I deployed uh, to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba in 2004. As I've been in the Army National Guard for uh, 20 years now, I joined in 2002. And I came back to Freed Harmon in 2006. So at the time, I was still in California. You know, so I was going to school in Tennessee and I was living in California. So, you know, flying back and forth during the summer. And I was able to move out here because my family moved out to Georgia. And so I'll go from a big market in the Bay Area, uh, moved to Sacramento right after high school. Mm. And I stayed there until 2005. And I briefly lived in Memphis because I had a college roommate that he had a room to rent out. He said, hey, you want to live in Memphis? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we were going to Grizzlies games. We were big fans of the Memphis Tigers. This, nice. this was the John Calipari years. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. This, this was, Derek Rose and all them boys. Oh, yeah, Derek Rose, uh, Shawnee Williams, Rodney Carney. I that's mean, a squad right there. So you were in the heyday of the Memphis basketball program. Absolutely. And that's <laughs> a funny story because I went to college with Chris Vernon, and he is huge in Memphis. He yeah, is okay. one of their stars on Grind City Media. And we were in broadcasting classes together. I wanted to be like Chris right? because he did it the right way. He was a little bit older than me. He was doing internships. He was working for the local minor league baseball team. And by the time I actually got to do play-by-play on the radio, he was already doing his internships and ready to conquer the Memphis market, which he's doing a phenomenal job today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Just to digest everything that you've done, what was the decision to, to sign up? I know that's always a huge commitment to sign up the, for the military. And again, thank you for your service and everything that you're doing for our country. Well, I do appreciate that, Rex. Uh, it was a no-brainer. I was at a dead end in life, and mm. I wanted to serve my country. It was right after 9-11. I felt that, that I could help pay for college, pay for student loans. But I really I had that pride to actually serve my country. But I wasn't expecting to deploy. I know that, you know, being in the National Guard, you don't think, oh, it's just one week in a month and we're not going to deploy. But we had probably one of the biggest events ever happened in our country with mm-hmm. 9-11. And I was in basic and AIT when we were about to invade in, in Iraq. Wow. So I seriously think I was thinking as a young 23-year-old kid, because I had joined right after college. I was still young. But I wasn't that young. I wasn't 17 or 18 joining the military. I, I still was young. And I, I got to admit, I was terrified. I thought, I thought we were going to go over to Iraq. We go to Cuba instead. So I think that was a blessing. And plus when I decided to move to Tennessee, uh, I went back to Freed Harmon, got my degree. And so I've got a, a communications degree with an emphasis in broadcasting. Right on. My first job out of college, I was working the fan cam and part-time for sound effects for the West Tennessee Diamond Jacks, which was a double-A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. (laughs) The Diamond, first of all, great, great minor league name. That's outstanding. Well, so to go from there to, for what you're doing now, to also re-up and keep going with the military career, what's your motivation behind that? I think the motivation was that that stability just for my family, knowing that the benefits just outweigh just that risk because the military was just stable and I just enjoyed just being in there. And the funny story was I didn't start out as public affairs. Okay. Like we've talked before where, you know, I was a, a combat correspondent, which in the military terms, if you're listening and you're in the military, it's a 46 Romeo. Oh yeah. 
So I was in, yeah, Rex yeah, Cano, yeah. yeah. Haven't heard that term in a while. He's bringing up a couple names that we haven't heard in a while, Jack. This is awesome. Man, yeah. I'm just sitting back and relaxing. I got my popcorn out. <laughs> so as a 46 Romeo, you didn't start out that way, though. I didn't. When I deployed to Cuba, there was an Army Reserve unit from Pennsylvania. And I was like, oh, what do you guys do? It was like, oh, we write for the local paper here. We run the radio station here on Guantanamo Bay. And I'm like, light bulb. Yeah, that sounds Amazing. Why didn't my recruiter tell me about this? <laughs> the joke, the running joke in basic training. My recruiter always lied to me, didn't you? That's exactly. <laughs> but um, so when you go for there, you, you meet that group in, in Guantanamo Bay and then you're off and running at that point. Absolutely. So what, what, what is that interaction? What kind of sparked the, the path that you're on now? Yes, it did. I, I later deployed with a press camp headquarters out of Massachusetts. I went to the Georgia Army National Guard, which I've been since 2006 my first unit in the Georgia Army National Guard was the 124th Mobile Public Affairs Detachment oh, out, out of Atlanta. And so I deployed with a unit in Massachusetts at in Baghdad and worked at the Combined, combined Press Information Center where they ran AFN. And you're probably familiar with AFN. AFN yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and where they had a media escorts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was pretty much like driving reporters in Baghdad to their location where they needed wow. to go. And after the deployment... I came back. I went to the Defense Information School at Fort Meade, Maryland. Yes, sir. Dimfos. In 2008. <laughs> you know all about yeah, Dimfos Train Killer. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, just a little background for everybody as well. Richard Holders, as a 46 Romeo, myself, I went through the same course, kind of at the same. It's very, as we mentioned earlier, you're a lot similar to both of us than we anticipated. It's something that gave me direction and gave me a lot of where I learned my work ethic, which Jack at times has to slow me down at times. So I appreciate him for that. A little bit. But um, has that, what part of your military training can, do you see translate the easiest or the most in your broadcast career? Oh, just that discipline. Just to make sure that, that you are precise, you are professional at all times. And being in broadcasting school in the military side and in the civilian side at Freed Harmon gave me just that perspective to know that there are some things you can't say and you just got to be professional at all times. And I try to keep a professional, especially on my podcast, when I'm talking to guests, I always try to just be professional and just have a, a, a certain way of doing things where it's in order. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Go ahead, Jack. Absolutely, man. So how did you, how did Richard Holdridge end up in Columbus, Georgia? Oh, it's a funny story. So, when I was in Memphis briefly, you know, my family moved up to the Atlanta area. My brother-in-law got a job with Coke. and Hey, fantastic. Yeah, we, we were living up in the Atlanta area. That was not the original plan. After college, I wanted to stay in the Jackson market because okay. I felt like it was a decent enough market to, to find a radio job. I was applying at 96.5 in Lexington and ESPN. I was applying at the, you know, the media conglomerate in Jackson, Tennessee, and the, the program manager – he knew who I was from calling games with him. The problem was it, it was uh, 2005. I mean, it's just a different time. Yeah. There, there just was no money. And, you know, now everything's automated. Everything's podcasts. And I knew that, you know, being in the, in the radio, it was going to be tough. It was going to be challenging because it's still competitive. Everybody wants to be a broadcaster. Everybody loves sports <laughs> and they want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's very true. But I did move to Atlanta, the actually the the Kennesaw Ackworth area, okay. that part of Atlanta. If you're familiar with that, so North Metro, yeah, North Metro Atlanta. It, uh, two, I lived there from 2006 to 2015. 
How I moved to Columbus was if, you know, you're familiar with the term Rex PCS. Movement. Yes, very much so. <laughs> so they have that in the National Guard, too. It was just time for me to leave the MPAD and go to a maintenance company down in Columbus. I started working there in 2014. Uh, my family didn't officially move to Columbus until 2015. And right out the gate, I'll be honest with you, I had no idea that this was a market that I could thrive in. I I wasn't expecting to do anything. That's why I got such a late start. I've been doing broadcasting for about a year now because back in 2015, I was so focused on my work and everything. I didn't even think it was an option. And yet here you are. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I'm constantly just sitting in awe. We're not sitting in silence because we're bored. We're just kind of in yeah. awe. Like this, the story is remarkable. That's that, that's the thing about it, Rex. The story is absolutely remarkable. 100%. So you come down you come down here after the PCS move. You start getting your feet wet here in Columbus. What was the first thing about the Columbus sports scene that caught your eye? Oh, the teams. Like you're rocking the Columbus Lions shirt yes, right sir. out the gate when I lived in Columbus. They <laughs> win the the championship. It's a then, good time. Then they turn around and win the championship in 2016. I went to my first Lions game in 2016. I went to see the Columbus Cottonmouths and I was, I was so sad when they left. I mean, yeah. we had great professional teams. I never got to see the Columbus Catfish. I know they left in 2008. That would have been nice to see a baseball game. But finally, gentlemen, we have four professional sports teams here in Columbus. And I couldn't be happier because right now I work for two of them. It, it's, just, it's just amazing. I'm just in awe of – I'm going to ride this as long as I possibly can. And with the Lions and the Rapids, you do a fantastic job with both of them. And I think one thing that does translate easily is your energy. So to bring bring it energy to a sport, let's be honest, that aren't they aren't on the level of like an MLS or an NFL or even like what arena football was back in the day. It's still incredibly high caliber. How do you bring that dedication and passion to the, to your broadcasts? Well, first of all, I'm not a complete knowledge of the game of soccer. Indoor soccer and outdoor soccer are completely different. One hundred percent. But when you go into a broadcast for a soccer game, you've got to just drain out all the the, the white noise all the, the, the people that criticize you on YouTube and, and everything, because these are YouTube broadcasts. CTV Beam does a great job broadcasting the, the games. And when I'm doing a play-by-play, I just got to bring the energy. Anytime they score a goal, I'm going to get excited. Mm-hmm. And you do. And <laughs> I, I try to just – you got to go like 100 miles an hour when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. but still you're looking down at the field and trying to just make sure whoever's – Pass the ball. Whoever has the ball, make sure you get the player's name right. Yeah. And it actually, it it's a funny story because it I got hired on to be the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids because I knew Coach Gibson when he used to do his coach's show on a radio station that was still doing local sports talk a couple years ago. I was a guest on the radio station just right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I actually thought that this was going to be for 2020, right before the pandemic. I thought this was the career I was going to go, that I was just going to be a guest on local sports talk and radio. I knew Coach Gibson from that. Uh, He already knew that I was the public address announcer for Russell County football. I got that job from somebody who knew one of uh, the boosters of Russell County. I talked to Coach Dylan Griggs. Fantastic guy out there. Oh, he... Uh, we, we just hit it off, and I just uh, – first of all, I got to say, Russell County, what they have done, their turnaround, yes. a 6-4 and four record, uh, best record in 30 years, beating Smith Station, which my broadcast partner, Jared Diller, doesn't really like that all that much. <laughs> but, I mean, the turnaround for Russell County has been absolutely amazing, and you've been part of that soundtrack. 
Oh, I, I love it. I mean, the, the players have really been gracious. I love the fact that after the games, we all just get to hang out. And the Rapids are a family. I, I've just in awe of a league where they field a women's team and a men's team. You're talking about role models, female soccer players who are role models to my two daughters. You know, I have, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and it was just great that they were getting their autographs and taking their picture. And, you know, they're very approachable. And after each game, they would have a line just outside the Civic Center, and they would just be signing autographs. Man, and I, what I love about it is the class that they've, that they've carried themselves with with the Rapids. When you go over to the Lions, I mean, you, you're, the, you're the color guy, but you, you help bring a, like, a dynamic energy to that. So what's it been like balancing that schedule, though, between, between the Rapids and the Lions? And also, as you mentioned, you're working with Russell County as well. What's it like balancing? How do you balance at the time? How do you find the time in the day and your father on top of all that? Well, it was a perfect transition. You know, the rapid season ended uh, on April 1st, military night. That's when I actually ran into you for the very first time. And uh, Coach Gibson just approached me after the Rapids game. And, you know, the, the rapid season was winding down. And he asked me if I wanted to be a part of the broadcast team for the Columbus Lions. Their first game was April 23rd. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I love indoor football. I've been to a Lions game. And I want to bring that same energy that I bring to the Columbus Rapids to indoor football. And it's just, it's been a, an amazing ride. I've really, I know we were talking about the last couple of games. It's been just exciting. Mm-hmm. That pick six that Darrell Green had. Monster. Yeah. Monster we, play. We thought that Jacksonville was going to score, and Jared and I were like, is there enough time on the clock? Mm-hmm. I, think that, uh, I think that Columbus could possibly lose this game. Not to Jacksonville. <laughs> the, the not at home, ride. too. Come no, on now. No, not. But guess what? They're in second place right now. That's what I was telling Rex the other night. It's like the Columbus Lions, through everything they've been through, they are in second place right now within shouting distance of first. So that, I mean, as Jack mentioned too, a quarterback away. Talk to us about like the offensive now just to see them grow and what's it been like for you in the booth seeing there from where they started, which was, again, a rocky start to say the least. Well, just being in the booth, I feed off the energy of the play-by-play announcer, Jared Diller. He does a phenomenal job and we just work together as a team up in the broadcast booth to just break down the play. I know they've gone to a new quarterback, Daniel Smith. He's a 2-0 as a starter. Yep, not bad. And he's he's been a very good, efficient quarterback. But Darren Townsend, what can you say about him? Playmaker all day. And the newest addition to the News 3 Sports, do not kick it to him list. You do not have to do this, but you do. The rest is on you. Exactly. Exactly. But that was just a great game against the Jacksonville Sharks. You know, Blake Erickson getting off to that, that's the hot start getting the deuce and then a uh, big Ken Washington with the big turnover and you know, the lions, they, they never looked back. Never did. They're finding a way. That's it. <laughs> Which that, is a news three sports uh, logo. Find, that, somehow find a way. Yeah, exactly. They're finding a way and they've completely turned the season around and man, halfway home and well, we're just past halfway home and man, the, the future looks bright for the lions. And, and with the future, that includes your voice. Also, we got to talk about that shirt you're rocking today, sir. The Sports oh, yes. Beat. So this is your podcast, correct? Yes, I have a podcast called The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Uh, I just hit my 400th episode. Whoa, Dude, right. right? That's amazing. He cranks these episodes out, Rick. He really does. Like we say, Richard Holdridge stays busy. So what was the motivation to get into the podcast world? And tell us a little bit more about The Sports Beat. Well, a guy I went to Freed Harbor with, he had a podcast up in Nashville. Uh, it's called Tennessee Titans Talk. He 
had had me as a guest because you know I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm a diehard San Francisco 49ers fan. All right. It was January of 2020. The 49ers were getting ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Sorry about that. Yeah, I know it's okay. <laughs> But, uh, no, uh, yeah, if you're a Falcons fan, you you can understand, you know, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I know. I know, <laughs> I know Jack. I know. I did, I run the ball. Run the stupid ball. Just run the ball. Woo! Exactly. Well, I, didn't, I didn't need to go down that rabbit hole today. Yeah. I know. I know. Well. We, we can heal together, Jack. It's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good thing Jarfly is still open. But um, you get into the podcast world, and how do you find your voice in there? Well, it, it's a funny story. So I was a guest on his show. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. I mean, like, uh, I've, I've always wanted to have a podcast. I, mm-hmm. I had a, a YouTube channel you know, way back in the day. And just because that person I had a conversation with back in 2009, they kind of, the light bulb just went off. They said, if you love talking about sports so much, why don't you just do it? Don't worry about the paycheck. Just, just do it. And I was like, okay, I will. And, uh, you know, the, the guy I went to college with, that I was a guest on his podcast, he actually showed me how to create a podcast. Fantastic. And the rest is history. And, you know, in the last year, I've had some great guests on the show. I just had DJ Jones from Sports Vision. I've had Scott Miller, Hall of Fame broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Zach DeBozart's been on my podcast. Jack, you've been on my podcast. Yes, sir. I got to get in the line. I, we got to oh, get in line now, get right? You on. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to, I really want to have like a high school football preview show where we just talk about all these high schools in the Chattahoochee Valley and what to expect. I talked to Ben Thomas. He's the PA announcer for Central. Right. He's excited about what Central's bringing this year. Including They've, IMG Academy on the IMG show. Academy. I saw crazy. that. It's just absolute madness. Swing for the fences at that point. And actually, that team, Auburn, had one heck of a game. Yeah, and almost the duck. pulled almost, off the uh, biggest upset in high school football history. I would, like, you know what? That's, that's definitely, that's that, definitely that fair. That game was yeah. very, very close. And I, closer than the final score indicated. Absolutely. Like, Auburn gave those boys all they wanted last year. I think fr- so that Friday night, Jack and I usually are pretty locked in. We got to stay in our beat and we got to stay ready to meet deadline. We, we weren't. We weren't. We were so paying attention to that Auburn. Like, we just became fans. Like, dude, they're about to do this. They're about to freaking do this. This is crazy. It's exciting. But, uh, I mean, that just goes to show the talent around our, around in our area. Both on the field and, of course, on the mic with yourself. But, of course, we would love. I think we, we spoke about it yeah. off camera. We would love to help you out and Absolutely. talk about some high school football and the sports. Be, be our honor, sir. I appreciate that, gentlemen. And, and you guys, I'm just in so... Just, I'm in awe of what you do as uh, just the sports director and the weekend sports anchor, just covering all the local teams here in the Chattahoochee Valley. And uh, you, some some of the guests that I've had on my show, you yes, guys, have, you guys have beat me to the punch. Shoot, I mean, yeah. we, you again, you're, and vice you're, versa, vice versa. Like again, the stuff that you've gotten to. So we're we're fans. I'm glad there's a mutual respect yes, here for absolutely. sure, and, and a fandom here. We also have some fun segments to get into. Exactly, one of the newer segments on our show is we're going outside the box, where we want behind the microphone, behind the play by play voice, behind the color commentary. Who is Richard Holdridge when he's just at home? Who is Richard Holdridge there? How would you best describe him? Well, I've been married to my uh, wonderful wife, Stacy, for 12 years. Uh, going, right. going on 12 years in Congratulations. In July. Thank you. I've got two daughters, uh, Lindley, who's eight. She's about to turn nine. I have a, a five-year-old, uh, Morgan. She's, a, she's five, about to turn six. They're kind of, you know, they born right around the same day, so they're th- exactly three years apart. Oh, wow. They're in gymnastics, which oh, very awesome. you know, they, they do gymnastics. Uh, my oldest daughter does cheerleading. That's how I got to know Thrift Behringer. 
because he good is dude. a referee I'm, at Campus Academy. Another and, fantastic voice around the area. Absolutely. And so we kind of built that connection. He does a great job with that camp he does at a Campus Academy. And, of course, Sports Visions. I love just watching you guys on Sports Visions, and he does a great job with DJ Jones. And Yep, absolutely. So um, what's some of your favorite hobbies and things you like to get into outside of, you know, working in media? Hobbies, wow. Um, just spending time with my kids, um, just playing outside in the backyard. Tried to get them familiar with the soccer. Okay. Okay. Um, I cannot say her name, but there is a Columbus Rapid, which I had no idea until after <laughs> the season was over. She's my next door neighbor. Wow. Are you serious? Absolutely. Now that's funny. That, that's crazy. That is the craziest thing. And I can't say her name for Obviously, obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, There's some rights to privacy for sure. Yes. So, but I, I actually, uh, uh, my girls were saying, well, we want to get some, some Rapids autographs. Okay. I was like, well, why don't you just go next door and just not. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being a girl dad? Um, it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like the slow exhale of it. Yeah, it's work. Well, I, I do a lot of guy things like sure. going, going to sporting events and, and by the way, I mean, I try to have a guy's night, it, you know, if there's any guys out there, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of like guy friends that I can just go do guy stuff with, but I just enjoy just being a dad to two girls who are just the world to me. And I'm just just in awe of just how much they have grown up and how smart they are mm-hmm. and just how just incredible they are. Just, just being, it's, it's been great. Right, so you, you are planning kind of the sports bug in there, right? Like trying to, you're seeing a little soccer in there. Are they into to the Lions games yet or have they come to a they, couple? They have gone to a, a, a Lions game. They've been to the Chattahoots. They love the Chattahoots. Nice. Oh, that's I mean, outstanding. I mean, it's great just to enjoy a baseball game. And they've been to some Braves games too. Like, no kidding. You awesome. Know, my, yeah, my youngest, like last year we went to go see the Braves and Giants, which they're playing in a four-game series right yeah, now. Yeah, sir. Exactly. Yeah, sorry about last sorry night. Sorry about last I night. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I, it, you know, they, does, Kenley, actually, does Kenley Jansen still annoy you? Out there on the mound, uh, a little bit. I, I look at him and I think of the Dodgers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's a double A move that he really pulled out of the hat at that point in the off season. But this weekend, I'm going to be the biggest Braves fan there is because they're playing the Dodgers for a three game series. Exactly, that's the return of Freddie Freeman to Atlanta. That's going to be very emotional. It's going to be all kinds of emotions around that ballpark. Is uh, I'm not ready. I'm so not I was ready. Gonna, I asked Jack this, maybe I asked both of you. Do you think there's going to be more booze or cheers in Drew's Park? I think there's going to be more cheers because yes, Freddie Freeman gonna, got them the ring. Exactly. That's there's going to be more cheers. He was a homegrown kid, but I loved what they did with Jock last night. Jock, oh, cheers. Amazing. Comes up comes in the up, ninth inning. And almost hits a homer. was like a f- couple feet away from a, from a homer. But I love the step out of the box, you know, tip your hat to the crowd, steps in the box, now boom. boom. Now it's like, hey, thanks for everything you did. I hope you strike out, guys. Yes. There you go. That's, but, that is the life of a baseball fan, man. And, and he wore pearls for the first time. Oh, uh, yeah, I yes. noticed that. that. That was outstanding. I actually thought he was going to wear, like, orange and black pearls. but that, You know, but he he got the orange and black uniform. Yes. Um, now, the other segment that we'd love to get into, we are News 3. So, we want to hear your top three moments that you've called. Can, 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 wow. can, can any come to mind? Uh, well, uh, one of them, I was not the play-by-play announcer on that. Uh, the Darrell Green pick six last yes. week. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, I want to say in the Rapids game... Um, I can't pronounce his name. The final game of the season. It was military night. Oh, um, wait. I, I really G- Gabadabo. Yeah. Yes. I, I think I asked you several times. We had to find someone. That yeah, you, you were. Um, oh. Scores the game-winning goal. 
On a and crazy deflection. Yes. Inner channels his Brandy Chastain. Exactly. <laughs> Just goes crazy. Absolutely the crowd's insane. going crazy. And then I would probably say that first game when they won on penalty kicks, Casey Hall. Oh, my God. The first time that the Rapids did penalty kicks, and she got to dribble the ball. So it was like, wow, this is kind of like hockey. Right. It's like she's getting to dribble the ball first. So it was just incredible. And I, I lost my voice. We were doing back-to-back. <laughs> and a shout-out to Columbus Rapids photographer, Matt Austin, yes. for dude. saving my voice. And he helped me with play-by-play in that second game. Oh, no kidding. Just yeah, good people he, all around the Tattahoochee Valley, man. Like, really Absolutely. is. Man, and, you know, for, as far as, you know, for you, what is your favorite, who is your favorite, I should say who is, who is one of your favorite, we talked about Bob Costas, is that your favorite play-by-play guy? Oh, good question. Oh, he is my favorite play-by-play guy when it comes to baseball because of the history of the game, but when you talk about uh, just doing play-by-play, I, I love Gus Johnson. A, oh, yes. A lot of people don't realize who Gus Johnson is but Dude, he, you are you are more like us than we realize exactly Gus Johnson could literally narrate our life it's outstanding well he did a Buffalo Wowies commercial <laughs> and I remember that it was just so amazing um but I'm really into sports talk yeah um my my main person that I actually imitate well besides Chris Vernon right is Colin Cowherd Yes. Outstanding. Those those sports takes. He's got some hot sports takes. And he does. He can rustle, ruffle some feathers. Oh, yes, he, he, he cares about being interesting, not necessarily about being right. Exactly. Because exactly. he has a segment where Colin was right, where Colin, Colin was, was wrong. wrong. He's wrong just about as much as he is right. And I, I love that segment a lot. But hey, at least, he, at least he owns up to it, though. Funny story. So we make some long drives because games are played stupid late. Jack had the bright idea of like, you know what? We're just playing a whole bunch of Gus Johnson calls. On the way, we I think we we both woke up for like the next hour. Yeah, I think we I think it was on the way to Miami for the Orange Bowl. It was on the way to Miami for the Orange Bowl, which is a humble nine hour drive. Shout wow. out to WRBL for the gas, thank <laughs> you. But yeah, I was like, look, we need something, or we're going into the side of the road. It's gonna be bad. So like we, Gus Johnson calls, and we're we off just, and running. We just put up a whole bunch of Gus Johnson calls, and man, we, we were set the rest of the way. Nice. Uh, Aaron Afualo is an assassin. No, no, that, 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 that was Kevin that Harlan. Was, that's Kevin Harlan. We played him next. Yeah, uh, but you know, we're talking about uh, Cardale Jones. Yes, Cardale Jones, Cardale Jones. So, and all, man. 12 just, gauge. Oh, not, and hate to bring this up because this involves a Houston, Texas, yeah, but I, that Jacksonville Jaguars Hail Mary with Mike Thomas. Yeah, oh, wow. that was a bad one. That was the CJ2K getting away from the cop speed. Yeah. With, outstanding. Just Gus Johnson. Well, like I said, we're more alike than we think. <laughs> uh, Richard, again, though, it's one of these things that, like, I think we respect your grind so much. We know that we work hard. We, we, we led into this podcast with it that we think we're busy. You're incredibly busy. How do you stay motivated every day? Well, I know that it's going to pay off eventually. I know that I will be discovered and seen. I mean, I just – I love sports. I just love the fact that I could just call Rapids games, call Lions games. I'm pretty much a fan. So I get to just attend all the Rapids and Lions games. And I really have been a fan of Russell County. I think of what they have done. And, uh, by the way, their first game, it's a border war, August the 26th against Harris County. It's going to be fun. I live on the border of Muskogee and Harris County, so I have a lot of (laughs) friends from Harris County. So it is going to be great. And then uh, they take on Wetumpka. I mean, there's a lot of uh, schools with the reclassification that we're going to see. The season's going to be fun. I don't know if you've looked at the new regions yet, Rex, but this year is going to be nuts. (laughs) Love it every time football season comes around. Got to talk about Russell County just a little bit. That's a community that was begging for some turnaround, and they they went through a lot, especially in the pandemic year, for you to be on the sidelines for that and witness it. New field, new coach, new culture, new players, with new attitude. 
and then it results in a six and four season. What was that like to be on the sidelines for that? Oh, I felt like I was part of a family because just not just Coach Griggs, but uh, Coach Ronnie Battle for the men's basketball team, uh, Coach Williamson when he was uh, the interim coach, and now Coach Tony Dimitri, which I, I actually talked to him. And I wasn't just the public address announcer for Russell County football. I was also the public address announcer for Russell County basketball and some baseball games. Fantastic. You know, it, you know basically when the Rapids play and Russell County has a baseball game, I, I do the Rapids. But I just enjoy just a school like Russell County being away from the big city in Seal, Alabama. A lot of people live in Phoenix City that go to Russell County. But that fan base, they just love their Russell County Warriors. And I know that as as long as I continue to do that, I think that uh, they'll be like a radio station that will say, we want to be the flagship station for Russell County. And I know that. You know, I've transitioned in from the PA announcer to now I am the play-by-play announcer for Russell County this season, and I'm just looking forward to it. They have a three-star running back, Drew Pickett, who he is going to be a game-changer. He's going to break away for a lot of yards. He did that a lot last year as well, but they have a young team coming back. Uh, Robert Calhoun is their quarterback, and A.J. Black, I know he's your favorite player. Always bet on Black. Do, I was just getting ready to say, what do we do here, Rex? <laughs> Always bet on Black. Because yes, that man sir. will cash in on some crazy plays. I think it was one of those things. We were we were lucky to see that and cover that on, on the highlight show in the prep zone. Because it got to a point, there are there's only so much time we get. So we have to prioritize our time with, you know, t- with the best highlights. There, it came to a point, I think, we could not exclude Russell County. Because no. of the run they were on. You had... You had- and this is something, you know, I've been here forever. Right. You know, and that's something that you hadn't been able to say about Russell County. So to see the turnaround last year, like you, I mean, honestly, I just off the top of my head, you'd be hard pressed to find another school who had a bigger turnaround in Russell County last year. And to have the voice and an announcer to go along with it and to capture the energy, they're lucky and blessed to have you, sir. So keep up the good work. I appreciate that, Rex. And Jack, I really appreciate you guys just taking the time and letting me be on your show. Oh, dude, this, this was this was a home run for us. And not to mention a no-brainer. So, this is a question that you have been, like, he, he teased an answer that we're going to be really shocked at, so I'm excited for this. Yeah, I feel like he has been the first person to prepare for this question. Which I which we appreciate. Again, yes. thanks for listening and watching for the show. Yes. Jack, go ahead and ask that question, though. So, you know the question. <laughs> Who do you want to see us interview next? Oh, definitely. Uh, my broadcast partner for the Columbus Lions, Jared Dillard. All right. Because he, he doesn't just call the Columbus Lions. He also, I love the fact you're rocking the Auburn football t-shirt. He is a teacher at Auburn High. Wow, works, I didn't know that. Works that in the multimedia right. I, I've department. Worked, I've run into Jared. Great stuff he's doing with the kids out there. They, they run a class, yeah, like a top yes. class broadcast. Like seriously, like they are one of the best high school media departments I've ever seen. Period. Like seriously, yes. in all the markets that I've worked in too. That is, that is top class stuff. Appreciate the shout out. Richard, we got to wrap up here real quick. You've been an outstanding guest. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Pleasure, man. As always, Rex, 32 for 32. Oh, man, this th- we got caught off, off guard a lot in this episode. We with did. Just, with just how incredible Richard's story is. It shows you that if you want it bad enough, you'll find the time, you'll find the dedication, and you have the passion for it, you'll go far in life. Richard Holdridge will be discovered. We have a gem. We have, I, I would say we have a national gem here in the Chattahoochee Valley. Surprise, that, surprise. You want it? You go get it, man. That's how you live life now. Nowadays, especially in this business that we love so much, Richard Holdridge is going to go far. That's for certain. Thank you so much. But we got to wrap this thing up. Jack, is it my turn or 
Gosh, no, it's been a you know, you know, you know what to do here, Rex. Okay, so guys, thank you so much for joining us. So you can check us out on WRBL.com. It's been a minute and the coffee's gonna kick in, I promise. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio Jack. This is your turn. Social media stuff. Where can we find? Where can they find us on social media? Decaffeinated Rex is crazy. It's a, Rex. It's, a, it's, it's a dangerous time. Anyway, on social media, you can find us on Twitter at J Patterson TV at Rex Castillo TV. Yes, sir. Facebook WRBO Jack Patterson WRBO Rex Castillo. Be sure to follow those News Three Sports accounts as well at WRBO Sports on Twitter, WRBO News Three Sports on Facebook. Rex, before we need to go get you some coffee, so yes, take please. us home, man. Richard Holders, thanks again for joining us. Great suggestions, great guests. Thank you for our, your service and continued service to our country. Yes, we sir. are better for it on this podcast. Episode 32 in the books, y'all. See y'all in a couple weeks. We will see y'all July 12th. That's when we're back, July 12th. Yes, sir. So we will catch y'all then. A little bit of a vacation, y'all. Enjoy.